the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 9.08. Welcome to our number two of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, Brother Rufus is with us. Miss Ann is uh, still off. She'll be back next week. Had a big vacation. And uh, Phil Campbell, owner of uh, Campbell Road Nursery, is also with us. And Miss Monica is out at the State Farmer's Market. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good morning to you. Everything okay out there? Oh, it is. It's a little drizzly this morning. Oh, it's drizzling. I didn't realize. Like a bunch of little bees getting everything unloaded and yeah. out and, and ready for a big day, they're hoping. Well, at least it's not as cold as it was last Saturday because I know that Sam was talking about they people were having to wait a little while for things to thaw out before they uncovered their produce. It's not as chilly, so it may be drizzling a little, but it's, it's fairly warm out there. So um, just grab a jacket maybe and, and come out. Um, I saw some of them loading firewood. That's been sort of a popular commodity here lately for everybody making sure they're stocked up on it when they may need it. And um, so there's a good supply of firewood down there this morning, along with lots of other fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Well, we got some turnip salad out there, <laughs> mustard greens, earlier this week, and they were part of our dinner last night as we celebrated the new year with some greens that was the green part of it the money part of it uh-huh. so uh, and you know we got some dried black-eyed peas mm-hmm. out there and they were very oh. good they were very good we we uh we try i don't know we've tried those before but they were got them up in the market shops mm-hmm. also got some ham from the farmer's market at um, up in the market shops because the hunt is not open right now well, they've reopened. Oh, they reopened. Uh-huh. They are. So they're open today and um, should be open normal hours. Wonderful. From, yeah, from here on out. So they usually, they're just so overwhelmed during the holiday season. I bet they are. They kind of yeah. keep their location going in a hunt. So they usually close a few extra days there um, leading up to Christmas so they can take care of their their main location down there. Well, they... That's where we get our fat back. You got to have fresh fat back. That's I'm it. very particular about fat back, just like my mother was. You mm-hmm. got to, you know, if you're going to have seasoning for the meat, it's got to be, got to be just right. Mm-hmm. So right. that's a good source for that. But there are uh, lots of healthy things under uh, the market. Uh, I'm not the market shops, but uh, under the farmer sheds this morning. Besides the turnip salad. That's right. There's um, still a lot of other greens, like your collards and cabbage and kale, spinach, turnip greens, mustard greens, that sort of thing. 
And those tunnel grown strawberries are here. Um, so if you've not wow. had those a try, you can definitely find those. Just had some, Monica, on my cereal this morning. Did you? I certainly did. They're good. Sweet. Right? They were sweet and just Listen, so tasteful. They are. And um, so we were glad to have those all winter. And apples do have a great selection of apples, all different flavors. And we have apple cider. I've seen a few dried apples down there as well. I've even seen Brussels sprouts, um, broccoli, and um, cauliflower, also sweet potatoes, of course, and winter squash, turnips, and um, a few greenhouse tomatoes popping in here and there, and uh, I'm sure I'm leaving something off somewhere along the way. It's a lot of good, healthy stuff there. Yes. Wow. Yes, um, there are. And even, oh, I've seen a few um, radish and spring onions, that sort of thing. Um, Yum. So we've got a few of those in as well. And, of course, we have some folks here with some shrubbery, some beautiful camellias in bloom right now, mm-hmm. houseplants and a few pansies and ornamental cabbage and kale hanging on. And just shop around. Of course, the honey, um, everybody keeping that local honey on hand and the fresh sauces and all the other products down there that y'all have, along with their salsas. If you've not tried their salsa, it's wonderful. And they have all different flavors, so you should be able to find one to satisfy your taste buds as far as the heat goes. It's certainly a popular mm-hmm. popular topping or whatever you whatever you call salsa. I don't know. It is. Yep. And I even like or their dip. salsa on um, collards. Salsa on collards. We were just discussing collards. I'm more in the turnip salad, mustard greens realm. I think Phil is too. Yeah, but salsa might be okay. I like uh, I like Melissa's mom's uh, church's chow chow, but that's yeah, 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 pepper relish. But it's. Yeah, I, I bet salsa wouldn't be bad on there. Sounds I have good. tried it. Um, I think it was one time we were doing collar day, and we uh-huh. usually get different items from different vendors, like the chow chow wow. relishes. And, uh-huh. and I asked um, Paige with Yaz if she had something she wanted to, you know, just put out there for somebody to try with the collar. She said, well, what about the salsa? I was like, why not, you know? And I think it was, personally, I think it was good, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of other feet. Huh. Well, like I mean, it, it, it certainly seems to fit right in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. To that, okay. Well, salsa on collards. A little something different, give it a little bit of a different taste, and um, very good. And of course, the chow chows and relishes, all that stuff you can find on the market as well. Are y'all expecting to have uh, plant folks back soon, or are there any out there today? Yeah, there's. We have some with pansies and shrubbery uh-huh. and our house plants, and a few other ornamental um, winter items that we have down there, like the cabbages and kales. So those we got a couple still hanging around right now, and as the weather warms up, you know, heading on into later winter months, we'll probably start seeing a few more popping in. Very good. That uh, that that's nice. So, it we uh, well, won't we move up to the market shops? Uh, there's there's such a variety of things now. Uh, what about the coffee place uh, and seafood? Have they opened up yet? They are um, three two one coffee. Um, they're here, and our local seafood with the fresh seafood, they're, of course, open as well. And I know they take pre-orders. Um, if you follow them online or on their Facebook page or their website, you can see what they have usually and place your orders ahead of time if you'd like to for them. And uh, I know oysters have been kind of a hot commodity. A lot of folks like to do those for New Year's, and um, that's been one of their hot items, I think, right here lately. And so check out 
check those guys out, see what they have. They're bringing in fresh seafood from the coast every week. And, of course, there's the meats and cheeses. And um, if you haven't tried some of those Ash County cheeses, they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Flavors. They have those cheese curds that Rufus loves. <laughs> yep. And just a great selection of those as well. Um, a lot of the old-fashioned candies and the bottled drinks. Um, sort of just the old country store. If you walk through there, you see a lot of things you can't find just anywhere. The soup cheese you could find in there, those old-fashioned Christmas candies like the chocolate-covered peanuts and the peanut um, brittle and the coconut balls, that sort of thing. They have all that available in there as well. Gosh. Uh, is the bakery opened up? Um, the bakery is closed for just a few days. I think they were going to take a little family vacation. Oh, okay. Well, they you know, they work seven days a week. so Yeah, they usually <laughs> take a little bit of time off right around the 1st of January. Yeah. Um, but now our... Some of our other folks with cakes and pies like Nancy Joe's, they are still open. Right. Um, and we have, they have a great selection of old-fashioned, old thin layer chocolate cake. They uh-huh. have that. And you haven't tried um, pimento cheese. There's a couple ones in there that have hmm. wonderful pimento cheese. Oh, wow. Fantastic. You think they can beat Melissa's, <laughs> Melissa's pimento cheese? I don't, know if, I don't know if Monica's had Melissa's. I haven't. Yeah, we'll have to have hook to you up with that. some of that. Yeah, Melissa makes... Uh, she everything she cooks is good. So, I know, but, she does a good job. Yeah. Now, Monica, I want to bring up a very sensitive question. Oh. And 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 we we have to <laughs> face this with all solemnity <laughs> and and grace. What the uh, Rufus dog? <laughs> well, what about it, the Rufus dog? Uh, could, could you gently hint to them that Ooh. I appreciate it more than I can ever say that they've got it on the menu? Uh, I got a. A bunch last couple weeks ago, and took them down to Phil's. And uh, can they ease up on the hotness a little bit in the, in the, <laughs> the chili? The chili was too hot for you. The chili was. I'm not sure if it's the chili or the red onions. Yeah, I, I, it, it's typically e- you don't put red onions. It's on either the, hot the chili or the red oh. onions. Well, it's uh, kind of a new variant. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I've I've heard that complaint from a couple people. That wasn't an ugly complaint, but it's just something in the Rufus dog. That's extremely hot. I know I'm a hot guy myself. <laughs> See, that's the problem. More, that's that's it. Heat. That's it. No more heat. But I, that's that's. I, I'm, I'm depending on you, Monica, because I don't want to go bursting in there and tell them how to run their business. But well, I don't want them to run their business off either. They may be listening to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that might take care of it. Yeah, yeah. sure might. Way to go. Way to go, Monica. <laughs> But to check to check the onions and the chili. Own chili and um and I'm not sure what the spices you know that they are, but I got one and it you know it's it's good, but it has got a little bit of a heat to it. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot, I mean, a lot of people like that. Yeah, but uh, they have they've got a little twist on it, and I know that they're kind of tweaking things. Well, that's right. I mean, they just you they know, just started in this, so you gotta yeah, you know, some people gotta figure put, things out. Uh, some people put horseradish in coleslaw too. Yeah. Um, that could be, but I tell you what, um, yeah, a little more southern uh, twist to the coleslaw and a little less heat, and they'll have it right on. Well, Rufus, yeah. if you get back there and put it on an apron <laughs> and start cutting up some onions and making the chili, maybe that—that's and that's what's going. That'll draw even more people in to get the Rufus right. dog. Yeah, if you're I'd back there it, making them, put an apron on there and say, "I'm I'm the Rufus dog." That's 
That's right. I think they were looking for help a little while back, Ruth. Absolutely. I mean, the is not in session right now. You're not lobbying as much. So go back there, put it on an apron, and make some Rufus dogs for people. Well, go. since I don't get a stimulus check, I could go back there and <laughs> give you a little extra money. <laughs> yeah, I don't well, you're not, dogs. Gee whiz. Well, well anyway, that, that was my little meditation <laughs> for the day. And I, I do appreciate so much that the Rufus dog continues alive and very hot and well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well we will see if we can pass that along to the woman. Well, if I were them, I'd I'd make it extra hot today <laughs> when you come in there. Yeah, be careful if you come out today. That's right. And they're complaining about it. Gee whiz. And they would be very welcome to any kind of suggestion. That's yeah. right. If you tell them, Rufus, I know they would take it and they would they would accept that very well because that's what they want. Um, they want to kind of know, you know, how everybody's like and what they have, and because um, they're very new to this, so. So You're one of the great orators. Go in there and orate. Tell well, them. If they haven't heard it by now on the, on the show, then they're not going to hear it. <laughs> the word spread well, wide and I never would have thought we'd ever hear on this show Rufus saying that something was too hot. I know. That a yeah. food was too hot. That, eating all the time. Your though. taste buds have changed, obviously, Rufus. You know, that's that's just, that's got to be it. Mm-hmm. But we'll... Uh, well, I'm sure sure things will work it, it, out. It'll work out. <laughs> it'll work no out. No doubt about That's it. That's right. All right. Monica, uh, what have we left out? Um, one thing I was going to mention is I know this time of year a lot of people may be looking something for their feathered friends, and there are a lot of yeah. bird houses and bird feeders also in the market shops. So um, if you're looking something in that direction, you can definitely find some unique ones for your landscape there and of course, our craft shed's a great place to always stop by. I know I noticed the folks with the goat um, milk soaps were down there today. Of course, over in the market shops, we have our um, soaps and lotions there that are all, all natural as well. And we have the stonework and a lot of other unique things in the craft shed. So always check that out whenever you're you're out here. It's located on the other side of the seafood restaurant. And, of course, the Hunter Pork Center's just behind there, so you can just make a little loop around there and and shop with both of those as you're in that area. Of course, Supersod's here. Um, so if you're looking something in that direction, those guys will be glad to help you. And Market Imports, um, they have a lot of wonderful items over there. They probably have their annual sale coming up soon, so be on the watch for that. And we're here seven days a week. Our restaurants are open, cooking up those wonderful meals that they are known well for. So come out and support us. We're here seven days a week year-round. Yep. We were out at the Farmer's Market Restaurant earlier this week. It is such a nice, nice place to eat. And if you didn't get your collard fix, I'm pretty sure that they still have those on their their menu, um, you know, through the weekend. So be sure to, you can come out and get your collards. And I'm sure they have some peas and all kinds of other vegetables um, available. And those homemade biscuits. Yeah, as long as they have the biscuits, I don't care what else I eat. Just, just eat those. Yeah. Marka, do you do you like your black eyed peas cooked into submission like I do? <laughs> Golly, I am not a huge fan on black. Eye. I like black eyes, but I'm not. I, I like field peas better. I'll put it that way. I'll eat black eyes usually more around yeah. maybe New Year's, but they're not my absolute favorite. I think it's the texture thing. You like more of a subtle yeah. flavor too, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I like the Dixie Lees better than I would the. 
the true black-eyed peas. Yeah, and I think it's just the dried, you know, the dried pea, and it has that different texture to it. Same with, like, dried butter beans and things like that. Now, I like I like navy beans. I love navy beans. Mm-hmm. They're cooked right, and they're they're always uh, dried beans. But, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, well, I hope you have a wonderful year. Yes, and you too. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Happy and, New Year uh, to you. that everyone is has a prosperous year and can come out and join us and um, see everything that's here and support all of our local farmers. It's a great place. It is. Thank you, Miss Monica. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Bye. We'll talk to Herb and Durham coming up on WPTF. It's 923. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're uh, just sitting here looking over the donut selection that uh, <laughs> Phil brought in. <laughs> Every time that door opens on the box, it just wafts into me, and I'm, I'm taken over by the devil of food. Yeah, well, you just, <laughs> just look at it, just look at it, and then move on. And, and take the, the nicest one in there. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Uh, our buddy Herb is with us. Happy New Year, Herb. Good morning and Happy New Year, Mike, Rubens, and Phil. I hope you're well. Yeah, we're doing yeah. great. I have a report. I'm, I am not an expert or that familiar with Mahonia, but you told me I have one. And uh, I noticed that it has flower spikes on it, so I assume it's going to bloom. I don't know if any of y'all have those around. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the attraction mm-hmm. of them, uh, the berries uh, the, and the flowers. The bees like the flowers and the and other insects, and, uh, also, and the yeah. birds love the berries. Okay. Also, my... Winter honeysuckle is beginning to bloom. I noticed I saw one blossom and lots of buds, so I think good in season. I do have a question, though. I am wondering if any of you are familiar with a food called hoop cheese, and if you've seen any around town or the farmer's market. Did you say I'm it? pretty sure there's hoop, hoop cheese. Hoop cheese? Yeah. Hoop. Oh, yeah. sure. They, they've got, they've uh, got it at the market. At the market. I, yeah, I saw definitely. it yesterday. I got uh, Johnny Coley, my, my friend uh, from the Extension Service in, in um, Granville and Person County, gave me some for Christmas along with some fresh eggs from his chickens. So, yeah, there, there's hoop, hoop cheese all over the place. But I think that came from uh, T.G. Brooks in Timberlake. In Person County, okay. but it's good. Uh, you find places like that, including the farmer's market, you'll find hoop cheese. Great. Well, I didn't want to drive to West Jefferson to get it, even though. <laughs> oh, the, uh, the Ash County cheese. Well, they, ha- right. they have Ash County cheese at at the farmer's market, so you can get I, that. Uh, I, I wish you all a happy new year, but I want to leave Rufus with a bit of advice from my 92-year-old mother. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, I'll take it. Okay, he was mentioning about not getting a stimulus check. Well, I have complained to my mother about similar things and taxes, 
And you know what she tells me, Rufus? What'd she say? Just be thankful. That's you right. better believe That's it. That's right. He's re- he really wasn't complaining about no, it. He, he, only, he thinks that only the people who who deserve it and who need it should get it. So. Y'all have a great week. You too, you my too. friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, news coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 936. You know, when you're servicing your car, and you probably hadn't been thinking about that too much uh, unless you've broken down or something and had that misfortune during the holiday season. But, you know, you need to know the cycle of service for your car. Your cycle of service begins the month you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match the normal seasonal changes either. At King's Auto Service, they'll schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. They'll really take care of you. For those uh, using a synthetic oil, and most of us do, driving limited miles, you, you may go for months past a normal service based on those miles. You, you know, you really need to watch out for that. And then you'll need to schedule your service uh, two to three times a year, and Kings can, can really keep up with that for you. During your service, Kings will check the wipers, belts, uh, the tires, transmission levels, things like that, things that you don't always think about and uh, can really mess you up if, um, you know, if the belt breaks or the tire is blown or the transmission goes out. For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's Auto Service are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will you know, charge to replace it. And this usually occurs around 150,000 miles or so. So you can, um, you, know, you can save some money by getting that high-voltage battery pack refurbished instead of uh, buying a brand-new one. Call King's on Monday and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. And, you know, that's, that's uh, especially for the hybrid people, but if you have a, an automobile, you've got a battery in it, and you want to make sure that battery is in good shape. And there's so many electronics on cars now. The battery really gets a workout and, and the charging system in general. King's Auto Service, King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. The Mahonias, I haven't, I've got a huge Mahonia. And at the base of that is that, that crazy Daphne. But I haven't checked to see if it's, it's been so dreary this week and rainy I, you know, I've gotten out to exercise, but I have not looked at some of the plants, and I, I need to check to see if that is blooming. So that's a, that's always a treat. If you don't have a mahonia, some people don't like mahonias. They're they're really prickly. Well, if you run into one, that or a evergreen barberry, that uh, that is trouble. Melissa's been trying to get me to. I've got a huge evergreen barberry, but it has the prettiest yellow flowers on it in the spring, late late winter, early spring. But I'll tell you, if you if you run into that, and we've got a basketball goal it's, uh, that we put up years ago for our son, but it's on the street, so everybody uses it. 
But right behind that is that evergreen barberry. And if you lose a ball, there are probably 200 balls, baseballs or, or whatever, inside there because it's no man's land. You can't go in there. <laughs> you have to bring a, uh, some, some kind of implement to help, help get it out. But uh, you don't go in there. Sounds about as bad as a pyracantha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, it's this really. I I think has more redeeming qualities than the pyracantha. I mean, yeah. my my mother liked one that she had, but I'll tell you, that's that's real. That has real thorns. It's a killer. Yeah, yeah. it can. But it uh, it it's interesting. I, I've seen them. Uh, the espal the espalier. Espal- yeah, I've seen one in Williamsburg that mm. was. On a building, one of the old buildings there, and it was—it must have been twenty feet tall. It was—it was really. They're uh, pretty, but they're hard to. They're, they're hard, hard to keep alive. Hard, yeah, they're hard to keep alive. They're hard to keep them looking good. Yeah, That's, and they're—they're uh, they're, lack of a better yeah, way the, to say the it. Yeah, the red berries are about all they got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if they'll make a robin. Uh, I have, I have one outside, one of the bathroom windows, and I've watched. A big robin about two years ago out there eating and finally got so drunk he just fell off. <laughs> <laughs> just plump, hits the ground. Yeah. Little fermented berries. Yep. Well, that's uh, that's another another good reason to have plants like that uh, with berries. And there are a lot of, you know, the hollies and so forth. Uh, so uh, keep those out there for the berries. I've got to get some bird seed. I know Monica was mentioning bird seed. I've got to get some <clears throat> that has uh, the red pepper in it. Oh yeah. So make it a little easier. So we um somebody gave us a bird feeder that you attach to the window mm-hmm. and you put a film behind that so they can't see you but you can watch oh, them neat. them eating. Ah. And so I, I I thought we'd you know the, the squirrels get plenty from the from the other feeders in our yard but um we we thought we'd try some of the the hot stuff. And uh, see if that works. I love birds. See, it'll birds, and uh, we get a different set in the spring and the in the winter. The winter birds come in. Some stay over. The cardinals, we have, uh, I guess, at least one family of cardinals and uh, bluebirds around. How are your bluebirds? We, our bluebirds are doing really good, and I have about six families of cardinals. I am so no happy. No kidding. No. I thought no. they were more territorial than that. They're... Uh, they're everywhere in the yard. I mean, they're just—I don't know why there's so many. They're—they're they're looking for the. You'll notice after there's a rain, it's been a warm rain. They're out there in the yard looking for worms because worms come up to the top. Yeah, yeah. Robins, robins, of course, uh, I associate with that too. The the bluebirds, I don't know that if they like the berries as much as they like uh, they mealy eat, worms. Yeah, and, they love. Um, I've got. I went and got some mealworms because we give them to our chickens, and I've got one of those little feeders um, that hangs on the on my bird feed yeah. contraption. But uh, what I got one of those that holds the mealworms, and they I put some in there one morning and went back in the afternoon. And they were gone. Of course, yeah. I mean, they just love those things. And then I've got one. I've got one of those. Um, it's a round cylinder that you can put on a, a piece of metal. And this, and put it on your bird feeder, and that it it has mealworms in it, and mm-hmm. ooh, they don't last any time out there. Squirrels don't get it. No, I've got uh, I've got one of those bird feeders that the squirrels can't get to. I've never seen. Yeah, that. I do. I, I do too. But 
they have figured out a way to, to get a little bit out of it. Well, let me tell you what happened it's, to mine. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so you have to have it 10 feet from a tree. Okay. Yeah, right. So I had some type, I don't even know what this is, some type of uh, cedar or juniper or something. Anyway, the limb was hanging down and it had grown out just enough that the, bur- the squirrel could get on the end of it and jump over to the feeder. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I went out there and cut it down. I cut, I cut the limb off. Well, I went back inside, watched the squirrel. He went up, he went out on one limb. Couldn't make it. Went out another limb. Couldn't make it. He went out another limb. He kept messing around. Finally, he went out on this one limb that was the closest to the bird feeder. He jumped and he just hit the ground. Boom! Right. And now, I mean, but they went, never give up. They. they never he give finally up. did oh, when he, finally he hit the ground. Yeah. Well, we have a <laughs> cylinder was, one that that uh, they they can't get into. Right. But the the way it's set up, so. It's it's uh, it's fun to try them uh, to see them jump and, and grab a hold of the thing and then figure out that they can't they can't get the seed so we might as well just fall off and they, but you, they can always get it on the ground and that's fine you know well, share, share and share alike as long as they don't run the birds away I don't I've like got a to, place I feed the squirrels separately yeah so yeah. yeah Rufus Rufus feeds the the deer with the. Uh, your neighbors. My neighbor feeds the deer. That's right. Your neighbor Thank feeds goodness. the deer. Yeah, that's, you that's know, that a great little, deal. You know that little thing Nelson brought in here the other day, uh, the, the suet with the seeds on it? Yeah. I knew that would last about a half a day before the squirrels got it, and I watched I watched the birds come and get it. And then I, I went in to have lunch, came back out, gone. Mm-hmm. So some squirrel was up there in the top of the tree holding it in his hands, just go, no, 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 no. Isn't this good? I love it. I love it. Well, what does the squirrel say again, Rufus? No, 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 no. Mary is in Raleigh. Mary, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, Mike. Uh, I am fortunate to live in a beautifully landscaped area in wonderful. North Raleigh. Wonderful. Now, 12 years ago, when uh, our area was established, they planted a beautiful crepe myrtle, which has grown to be a giant right beside my patio, which constantly is dropping something. Yeah, they can be messy. Is this the time of year that I should request something to be trimmed or whatever? Well, I think you could probably get away with it on a, on a crepe myrtle. I usually wait until February, I think, to... To trim them, but you know we're not we're not too far away. We don't know what kind of winter we're going to have, but I th- I don't think it's going to be a an oppressively cold winter. So yeah, you could probably do it now. Okay, so I should put a request into. I wish I could have it removed, but I know that's not a choice. Yeah. So I guess I just put up with the mess and have it asked to have it trimmed. Yeah, um, that's uh, I I have. Crepe myrtles, and they they really mess up the sidewalk. But mm-hmm. uh, if and they're persistent, even if you have that cut down, it will probably grow back. Well, maybe not in my lifetime. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you you work on them. Maybe maybe they'll cut it down well, at some point. I, I but just, I I do love know, them. They're very good to help. But I I didn't want to request if it was not the proper time of year. Yeah. to have it. Trimmed. Well, I think I think my gardening friends would probably 
say February is better. Okay, good. But so why don't you wait until February? Although I think you could probably get away with it now. Okay, Mike. Best to all. Best to you, Mary. Thank you very much for calling. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Yeah, crepe myrtles are, are a real blessing, but they they can be persistent. They'll they'll keep coming back. You'll you'll cut them down to the ground, but you and you you try all you can to get rid of the roots. But they keep coming back, and the yeah, little, no do. matter what. The little droppings are, are stain, will stain yeah. something, too. Yeah. That's right. The, from the, I guess, the, the trees, the flowers. But the what flowers a magnificent tree. The little seed heads. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are magnificent. But people do tend to plant them far too close mm-hmm. to houses, always. I, mm-hmm. I've been guilty of that myself. Me, too. Yep. I finally cut one down. But uh, they, you know, they can they can really look good. They're one of the few trees that can really look good near a house, right up against yeah. a house. But when when they they if they get tall enough, and the leaves start hanging over the roof, and you you really don't need that. Right. So there and there are other reasons. I don't know that the root system is going to be that bad for uh, for the house foundation, for instance. But like some other trees, but. There are a lot of reasons you want to plant one too close to the house, any kind of tree. Right. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. It's 949. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. It's 9.53. Mike Rayley here along with my friend Rufus Edmonston. Phil Campbell is in from Campbell Road Nursery this morning. And uh, Miss Ann will be back with us next week, I do believe. Uh, 919. And Mark... I believe Mark Bumgarner from the Orange County Extension Service is scheduled to be with us next week, and uh, that'll that'll yep he's uh, he's on the schedule for next week, so that'll be great to check in with uh, fine the, gentlemen, the retired lieutenant colonel, yeah, U.S. Army, and uh, Orange County Extension agent, always wonderful, and uh, and when we make it to make it, I don't know, he's been to one. He's been to one, at least one remote, but we, we like to have big, hefty guys at, at our remotes, like uh, Joe the Bouncer and, and Mark. Yeah, they're, they're just to take care of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Now, Phil <clears throat> is out in the hall talking to her husband, and she wanted to talk about chokeberry. Do you? Do you have a, a chokeberry? I, I certainly don't. I don't know. I, I, if I saw one, I'd know what it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't have one, but Phil, Phil, uh, is Carlton okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. Carlton, the doorman. I was trying to find out about that oak tree. Yeah. He said it's been so long since he, he can't remember. Trees. He oh, that's great. Remember. That's great. Thank you, Carlton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. Chokeberry, chokeberry tree. Rufus says he doesn't have one. I don't either. But you, you wanted to talk about it's it. It's a red one. It's, there's a, a black berry and then a red berry. Oh, okay. okay. And um, what happens, I've got one planted right beside the house. And every morning when I wake up, the cardinals are out there. But 
they weren't eating the berries until after it got down like to 20 and froze the berries. So now they're uh, they're eating the berries. It's kind of like not eating collards. It's kind of like having a daiquiri. Gets... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 they ferment better too yeah. after they've been frozen. Right, right, right. So, um, but they're they're out there every morning eating. Well, those. I want to please. I, I, we'll have to I don't get have some. any place to. I don't really have any place to. How big is the choke? Yeah. How big does it get? Well, it doesn't have any leaves on it now. It's just. Uh, it's a really nice. Uh, plant the one I've got is about eight feet tall. It's more like a sh- a shrub, mm-hmm. like a taller shrub. But it's um, I don't cut it back because it's not in a place that yeah, it bothers anything. I try not to. Yeah, I hate and, to cut things back, but and, I have to sometimes. Yeah, but this it's in a protected area where it gets some um, gets morning to probably around twelve o'clock sun, and boy, they they just love that bush. Well, I, I, I'm here to, to please cardinals. I love cardinals, yeah, especially in blueberry, uh, uh, bluebirds. Yep. So I'm, I want, uh, we've had the same orange, he's more orangey red mm-hmm. cardinal for, for years. And he and his, he and his wife were looking kind of peaked. You know, they, they shed their, their, yeah. uh, their feathers in uh in in the fall or or late summer and uh, but boy they look great now yeah the um i mean the proper name for chokeberry of course is aronia aronia yeah okay. so but like i said there are the um the black ones and the red ones and i have a red one and it's just it's gorgeous well so do they have other what about fall or summer year round interests or are well, they just just mainly when the berries come on? It's mainly when the ber- when the okay. leaves fall off and the berries come on. Right. Yeah. So it's another if you're if you're into birding. It also contains antioxidants. Oh, so you do you eat? I them? don't use them. I don't I have don't, chokeberry. No, no I chokeberry haven't. jam. I haven't had any. I don't no. know if they make that. It's probably not probably mm. not very good. Yeah. So anyway, but it's, if it's uh, healthy, there it's a it's just a really nice winter plant because it has the red berries and then. It's there's a, it's another plant you know it's another food for the for the birds mm-hmm. and I yeah. love birds and we we look we look at the hollies I guess as uh, the main source oh, yeah. of berries for the southern landscape but there are other things to choose from yeah. I do have several deciduous hollies that are about ten fifteen feet tall and they don't have the usual spurs on their leaves mm-hmm. but they they really are gorgeous until the birds get a hold of them, but it's fun to watch the birds attack them. Yeah, I've I've With, noticed, and uh, I remember I used to, I still do. I like just getting out and riding, getting in the car and riding. And in Nash County, I can remember many years ago seeing a deciduous holly in the wild. You don't see a, you don't really don't see a lot of them. Now you get up into southeastern Virginia on the way to Williamsburg, and there are a lot of of evergreen hollies right. in in mm-hmm. the woods and in North Carolina too but uh, the deciduous ones you don't see as often or at least I don't no I don't but we've got that one holly at the, in the parking lot at the nursery and that's the one the cedar wax wings come in uh probably around the end of February 1st of March and that tree is just um, it just shakes all over with the with the cedar wax wings in there 
Do they fly on, or or do they have to stop to sober up? They have to stop. So they go they go into the holly tree, they get drunk, and then they they fly up into the the oak tree, and the leaves, of course, are off of it. So. I knew a guy into, like that one time. He did the same the thing. He tree. got drunk and flew up in a tree. That's <laughs> yeah. the darndest thing. I but went anyway, to school they're with funny. <laughs> they're fun to watch. Yeah, cedar waxwing. I don't know that I have anything in the yard that they would they would go wild over. I got some got some hollies and a few nandinas and things like that. But nothing that the cedar waxwings would want. Yeah. <laughs> or the guy I went to school with. More of the weekend gardener coming up on WPTF. One more hour.